0: Welcome to the Painfully Faithful Podcast with Maria McCarg. The inspiration for this podcast came from a time not that long ago when my life turned upside down. I was diagnosed with a spinal tumor, which led me on a journey of needing to relearn to walk. During that time, my faith was tested like never before. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we learn and relearn to walk with God through life's most difficult moments. Let's walk together. Hi, and welcome to the Painfully Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Maria McCarg, and I'm so excited to be back with you guys. Uh, We have some really inspiring episodes coming up over the next few months, and I'm just equally or even more excited about today's episode uh, with a dear friend of mine and a hero to me and uh, someone that I love so much, uh, Kristen Lamb. She's going to be sharing her story with us and uh, just talking about having an eternal perspective and how she trusts God. So thank you, Kristen, so much for being on the podcast.
1: Hi, I'm so excited to get to spend this time with you.
0: Awesome. I really feel so honored to have you here today. Um, it's I'm just really excited for what's in store for everybody listening in. Um, and I just wanted to share a little bit about Kristen, her and her husband, Mike. Uh, they, um, how long have you guys been married?
1: Ooh, we have been married, um, 24 years now.
0: Ooh, wow. 24
1: years. Congratulations. Yeah, so next one. Next year is a big one. A big.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, Mike and Kristen have four, uh, great kids. Stemming from third grade to college. Uh, yep. so- <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's a wild ride. Um, but Kristen, what is it like to have, to do third grade math? and college applications at the same time. How do you do it? All at
1: the same time. It is pretty crazy. It's funny. Last week, I was actually out in Seattle, Washington, where my oldest attends college. Uh I was helping her move into her apartment for the year. And so because of that, I missed the back to school night at the elementary Uh school. So it's kind of weird, like when your schedules collide in that way. (laughs) but it it's fun it helps us uh stay young but also be aware <laughs> of how old we are at the same time <laughs> I don't know
0: <laughs> oh that's awesome I love it thank you so much for sharing that that's great um <laughs> I have a lot of respect for you and Mike and all that you do um and your family for the youth and family um in the church and I am Mike and Kristen I've just been partners uh, with Cash and I in ministry for a while now. I was thinking, I think it's been 10 years um, that we have been together. And so I'm I'm just grateful for the friendship and the partnership. And uh, even, yeah, even like the kindred spirit that we share, just going through hard times and difficulties uh, Mm -hmm. to be able to be there. um, Isn't, you know, it is something I'm really grateful for. So, just to get started, Kristen, I uh, just wanted to ask you. Just, I know the last year of your life and Mike's life. Uh, it's diff- it's an understatement to say that it has been very difficult, and um, I have been very inspired and in awe of um, your guys's faith over this last year. And so I just wanted to ask if you would share uh, your journey with us and what, how you have stayed faithful um, through the last year or not just the last year, but you know what I mean? Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, now that we're settling into a new school year, it's exciting, but um, it also brings up a lot of memories of where were we at exactly one year ago? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, it was the end of the summer last year when Michael started um, experiencing a lot of sickness. And then through testing, we discovered that he had stage four mantle cell lymphoma, which is a incurable, um, cancer that his particular, um, version or specialty of it, um, his particular, um, case with it had a really poor prognosis, um, with the the type that he had, the life expectancy was usually like a matter of months. Um so getting that news, um, uh, we literally got that diagnosis about a week before our daughter was going to be heading back to her second year of college. Um was very disorienting. Um it definitely caught off caught us off guard. Um, you know, it was all of a sudden, lots of time in a doctor's office, visiting different doctors, finding out what treatments they could offer. Um, the first doctor that we saw at our local hospital helped us understand that, um, at that hospital, the only form of treatment that they could offer was chemotherapy, which would be something that he wouldn't be a good candidate for because he had gone through leukemia when he was, when he, he was six and that treatment caused damage to his heart. So yeah. he really couldn't go through chemo anymore. Um, And so we got open doors. We were able to uh, visit a team at Mass General down in Boston who let us know about a clinical trial that they were accepting patients into. Um, And so Michael had, we signed him up with that. He started a couple weeks later Um, and where we're at right now is it's incredible. Um, his cancer is at an undetectable level right now he went through about eight months of infusion infusion treatments and then he does like a um, just oral medicine at home every day um but we are, Very, very grateful for where things are at right now. Um, we feel incredibly blessed. We feel like it's a miracle that God provided. We see the way that He led us to even this clinical trial and the the steps that they're taking there. And even that with this treatment, he it's not like chemo in that um, it's not as hard on his body. And so he's been able to continue to work and minister and be the dad that he wants to be to our kids. Um, but it's certainly one year ago, right now, we were facing, you know, wow, I was thinking about, is this, is this the end? Um, you know, I was thinking about how maybe I will, have, I will only have a marriage for 20 three years, 24 years, and then maybe the rest of my life, I'm going to be a widow. Um, I had a hard time sleeping at night, just thinking about, okay, do I need to start taking steps to prepare to be a single mom? And definitely the hardest thing I think was um, just thinking about how my kids were going to handle it. Um, I felt confident. Michael's in good hands. His faith is strong. He's he's going to be fine. You know, if, if his physical life is over, I know he's going to be with God. I felt very confident that I am. I'm with God. I'm in his hands, but worrying about how losing their father would affect each one of my kids was very overwhelming. Um, I think that was the hardest thing thinking about with each one of them, Xander at that point being seven years old. um, But even my oldest, you know, just, starting her adult life, how is this going to shape their view of God? Um, How would they handle such a loss in their life? Would it affect their faith? Would they still be able to be faithful? Would they still turn to God? Um, So there's a lot of fears, a lot of even practical, like in the middle of the night, thinking about how am I going to afford to like make the house payments on my own? <laughs> should I mm. start packing? Cause there were certainly lots of sleepless nights. And then I was thinking, well, I might as well start doing something that's going to be for me for this next stage. So thinking about maybe I should start packing, figuring out what I can sell. Cause I'm sure we're going to have to downsize. Like it was very wow. real to me that, you know, life life is going to change. And it was, I I felt like I had to surrender Michael. I had to surrender my husband and be okay with, um, yeah, be okay with facing the future without him.
0: Hmm. Yeah, That's intense. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think something that I really appreciate about the pod, this podcast is that, you know, you see kind of someone on the outside or even sharing a little bit of the story, you know, the difficulties we go through, but even sharing just the depth, you know, it's a depth of vulnerability of the, the thoughts you had in the middle of the night and thinking about, should I pack or how do I prepare my kids? Like those are th- like, that's so real. And I think all of us that go through different trials, like we, we have these thoughts that we kind of keep to ourselves that you don't talk about um, you know, as you go about your regular day, but it's so real. So, um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, but I also just wanted to ask like, like what are, like, how did you stay faithful through it? How are you staying faithful? Like what are some lessons you've learned or things that you've held on to, um, during this time? Sure. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, a it- Daily battle,
1: right? And I think, um, I think I felt, I felt the struggle every day to just be at peace. I felt, you know, my my heart rate quicken mm-hmm. a lot. There was just that constant like pit in my stomach of yeah. sadness. Um, and I, it felt like it was just constant prayers every day of God, give me what I need for today. I can't Mm -hmm. think about tomorrow. I don't know what is going to come. I don't know. um, I don't even know how I'm going to make it through whatever is coming. But help me have the strength that I need for today. To be at peace today. Um, To be okay with what's happening today. And to make the most of today. And so I feel like it was such a great um yeah, walk, walking time with God. And and I think I was even aware of that at the time. Mm-hmm. God, I know that these are the times when, you know, it says that God is close to the brokenhearted. I definitely felt like, yeah, brokenhearted with that news, but I knew that okay, this is a time when I can really call on God to give me what I need, my daily bread, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to sustain me for each day, to not just give way to despair and to not just give way to all the anxiety and and mm-hmm.
0: questions.
1: Um, yeah, I think overall the biggest things, one of my favorite things, is thinking about heaven. Is thinking about eternity and how much strength I get from knowing that in the end, everything is going to be good. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: God created this world to be good, to reflect his goodness, to reflect his perfection. And what we're living in right now is far from that. Um, It's right. There's pain, there's cancer, there's illness, there's disappointment, there's struggles, all these things that aren't God's intention not how he created it to be. But I think the more I look at what he says heaven is going to be and what he says about what is to come, that makes me feel at peace with what's Mm -hmm. going on around me. Um, That, yep, it's not fair. It's not easy. It's not how God wants it to be. And it's also not going to stay that way forever. So mm-hmm. I think I get a lot of hope from just having that eternal perspective.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know if if I could share. I think... Um, yeah. In particular, when I think about like recently I was reading Revelation chapter four and five, I think Mm -hmm. those are some of my favorites also Revelations chapter 21 and 22, but in Revelations chapter four. God gives John this vision of the throne room. He gets to get a glimpse of God sitting on his throne and he sees and he witnesses all of the majesty. He sees, you know, Mm -hmm. the elders on their thrones fall out of their thrones and bow down to God and say their praises to God. And it says day and night, they say nonstop, um, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come. And honestly, for me, just to like set my heart and my mind and to try to imagine what that looks like, what that sounds like. I can't wait to hear the praises in heaven, Mm -hmm. but it just gives my heart peace knowing that God is on his throne. Mm-hmm. Again, things are messed up and chaotic all around me, but God is on his throne and ultimately the victory is his and everything's going to be okay. And I think it reminds me God is big, bigger than the challenges, bigger than the hurts, bigger than the uncertainty, and it just it brings me security and comfort remembering how great God is on his throne.
0: And then mm-hmm. also
1: In the next chapter in Revelation chapter five, it talks about how there's a scroll and John is weeping because there's nobody who's worthy of opening the scroll. And then Jesus enters, right? The the slain lamb comes in and he's worthy to open the scroll. He's the only one. And mm-hmm. I think for me, that reminds me that God has a plan. We can weep as we look around at the brokenness of the world and all of wow. the things that just aren't right, but God has a perfect plan. His plan mm-hmm. is the son and his plan that his plan involves suffering. Jesus is the one who suffered first. He laid down his life, but because of that, He's worthy to open the scroll to to bring God's plan into fruition where i get to be with him where i get to be um reunited with him and so i think just thinking about also everything that god did so that i could be near to him so that he could draw near to me um mm-hmm. also brings me a lot of peace in the times when
0: life just feels very overwhelming Hmm. thank you so much for sharing uh just your your heart your convictions I love that um I was going to ask you like follow-up question like how how do you picture heaven and I think you you definitely like describe that it's like a lot through revelations of imagining God on his throne um and the the praises is there anything else that you like think about when you think about heaven or imagine that?
1: Yeah. So I think definitely thinking about the throne room again, I guess for me, part of it is picturing it, but part of it is trying to hear it. I, As somebody who loves music. Yeah. um, I just I want to hear angels singing. I want to know what that sounds like. I know the beauty and the power of like a huge chorus singing and singing in like perfect harmony. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what would that sound like if angels were doing that? Like, I don't know. Wow. I like to imagine that. Um, I also like to think about how in Revelation 21, it talks about um, like the new heaven and the new earth mm-hmm. and thinking about how amazing our earth is. It's beautiful, but yet it's it's the old creation that's going to be done away with and how there's going to be a new earth and a new heaven brought together in the new creation. And just wondering, is heaven going to look a lot like this, a lot like earth with the incredible waterfalls and majestic mountains and beautiful beaches? except perfect, except unmarred (laughs) by anything that our sin or anything is done. And so I like to think about that too, of being able to like, again, taking the beauty of God's creation around us, but imagining what that Mm. might look like in a perfected state. Um, Mm.
0: It's really fun to think about. That's awesome. So I think about like, so much of the stress and anxiety that comes from hardship is kind of like my mind wandering. And Mm -hmm. so trying to, you know, like the Bible talks about taking our thoughts captive and to instead imagine just the beauty and the majestic of heaven. um, That's like, that's a really good practical in going through hardship and having eternal perspective, Um, having a godly perspective uh, over a negative, um, faithless perspective, and it also there's also this song um, by Charity Gale called "Endless Praise," mm. and she talks about that. This is what she talks about: like singing "Holy, Holy, Holy," just imagining, um, imagining heaven through all the heartache and pain right now. But but being able to imagine, you know, even when we feel hopeless, we could have hope. Um, imagining heaven, but then also the second, the second thing you talked about of um, like God being close to the brokenhearted and how God is close to you and near you, uh, I I I really I wrote down because I was like struck by you saying like um, that God or that Jesus suffered first mm-hmm. um, because when you're going through suffering to it, I don't know, it's hard for me sometimes in the moment. You know, I can know up here, like I can know my mind, God has a plan, but how do I know that in my heart? Like to stay, to continue to trust God and be faithful. You know, I think that we go through our own hardships and suffering that, you know, we want to keep going one day at a time, but how do you do that faithfully when you don't know what the plan is? (laughs) And so for you is thinking that, Uh, Jesus suffered first is that something that like how 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 did you do that like (laughs) how do you like is there any other things that help you kind of keep that faithful perspective yeah
1: um you know I think it is something that I think about a lot even in the middle, in the middle of the pain and discomfort. I think there are times when I, rel- you know, whether it's going through and picking up a gospel and reading through an account of the crucifixion um, and reading about what Jesus went through or just getting into a solitary space, closing my eyes and picturing Jesus hanging on the cross and wow. me at the foot. Of the cross like looking up at him um that's something that i do often that helps me um kind of keep that perspective of seeing what jesus went through um but i do think that it's a really powerful exercise to Mm -hmm. to think about jesus's suffering i think that it's yeah as it helps me feel okay with suffering because Jesus's suffering was so great. And yet that was the victorious plan. And I think it's it's mm-hmm. so countercultural because so much of our culture, right, is built on avoiding suffering yeah. <laughs> um and escaping the pain. And everything is built around that. And so mm-hmm. it's it's so different to instead, I think be okay with it and to see it as, um, something great that, that Jesus did, that is going to be a part of my walk also. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think they're really great practicals, like to think about, um, it also a call higher for me, uh, just to think through that. Cause it's so true. I think, even for me um living with chronic pain and nerve damage i um you know and just the spinal cord damage i could think through like how do i get rid of the pain or in the moment that i'm feeling in, intense pain like trying to understand it like why am i feeling this did i do something you know did i did i do more activity that kind of caused this pain or to, I'm trying to understand it so I could try to get rid of it. And so I think this is something that, like, I want to try this, like even in the moment of feeling intense pain, like try again, taking my thoughts captive to think about Jesus, because it's so true. I mean, it's so like, oh yeah, think about Jesus, but <laughs> really like, but on a deeper level, you know, even like you said, like reading through her gospel, I'm thinking sometimes when I'm feeling intense pain of listening, you know, putting on the Bible app and listening. So maybe even listening to like a crucifixion account, because when I really am in touch with that, I think like, wow, like I know what I'm experiencing right now feels intense, but it's nothing like what Jesus went through. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah. So that's, that really helps perspective, you know, talking all about this faithful perspective, eternal perspective. I feel like that that's really helpful. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I know I'm like, wow, that, that is a blessing to me to be able to take this away from, um, just this conversation, uh, something that I want to try. Um, doing. it's a great so-
1: reminder to us all. And you are definitely such an inspiration to me. Because, you know, I, I, i look at um yeah i have a hard time imagining facing kind of the the physical pain and suffering every day so i can't i can't really imagine but i do i'm so grateful for jesus's example and that that plan did involve suffering and so i think for all of us whether our suffering is a mm. physical pain it's an emotional mental You know, suffering, Jesus went through it all um, and can relate to us and show us how to endure and how to suffer and then to be confident Mm. that that suffering led to victory, um, you know, that it was a fulfillment of God's plan. And we can have the same confidence Mm. as we endure through our suffering um, that God has allowed in our life confident that God is going to be victorious over all of it. So I would like to share one last scripture yes, that just came please. to mind. So in, um in Proverbs 16, verse one, the, I think it's the good news translation, but okay. it says, um, we may make our plans, but God has the last word. And I love that African um, worship medley that includes, God has the final say. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jehovah has the final say. I love that song because it's such a happy, victorious song. Of yeah. in the end, God has the last word. All the sufferings going to disappear. All the wrongs are going to be made mm-hmm. right, and we're wow. just going to be dancing around <laughs> because God has the final say. His victory is sure. It's already a given. That's what we have to look forward to. And I think things like that make can bring a little joy and spring to our step as yes. we're walking through the trials of life, being confident that God is going to have the final say. In the end, eternally, we're going to get to experience perfection, no more suffering, no more pain, and be in that throne room ourselves hearing the angels worship hearing the non-stop praises of god it's going to be incredible that's awesome
0: thank you so much we just did that song on sunday at church it's a super fun song to to dance to to sing to um i i love it but that's that's awesome that it's so true that in the moment it's like how do i get through the suffering but, you know, taking it a step further or deeper of, you know, thinking like, no, th- it's not just getting through the suffering. It's that the suffering is going to lead to something greater because I could struggle with insecurity with pain because it reminds me that I have, a, it's just another imperfection, you know, mm-hmm. just something else that can slow me down um, on a day-to-day base, basis, but to to turn that, but to instead have the perspective and to think like. This is something I can be confident in that God is going to get the victory through the suffering and the pain. So thank you so much. You definitely are a living testimony of faith. And I am always so, I always so admire your just gentle spirit and your faith, your calming spirit and being able to continue to smile and laugh. And I see now how you are able to smile and laugh that your joy really does come from just deep trust in God and, uh, just like deep, um, just love for God and his word and for Jesus and staying close to Jesus through it all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You are welcome anytime on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here Uh, It's really such a blessing and thank you so much for everyone who is listening. I would just encourage you if there's like one thing that you could take away from this episode that you can write down or a scripture that you could hold on to, or a thought uh, that you could take with you for the rest of your day in helping you have um, just a deeper, faithful perspective and remembering that you're not alone um that we have this community and we have god and we have jesus and i'm just so grateful for that and as always please like subscribe and there's if there's anyone you thought about um while you were listening today that um thinking like oh this would be helpful for my friend going through a hardship like please pass it along to continue to um, inspire one another to, to not give up, to have faith and find hope in God. So again, thank you so much for uh, tuning in and until next time, bye.